The global flood of Noah's day was a catastrophe that turned the world upside down. But while the earth was going through judgment of utter destruction, what was happening in other parts of the solar system? Stay tuned. This was part of the horror of Noah's flood. Not only maybe this instituted the flood, this triggered it. This is Science, Scripture, and Salvation, a Creation Radio Journal. I'm Chris O'Brien with the Institute for Creation Research. Volcanoes, tsunamis, meteor impacts. These are some of the natural disasters that creation scientists believe occurred during the great Genesis flood that destroyed our world. But is it possible that at the same time planet Earth was going through such turmoil and total devastation, that other planets and satellites, such as our moon, were also undergoing catastrophic changes of their own? Please stay tuned for the next 15 minutes as we consider the Earth-destroying deluge and the possible connection of this event to other past catastrophic happenings within our solar system. Our world, as well as our moon and nearby planets, have all been impacted in the past by space objects that left their mark in the form of craters. But when did these cosmic collisions occur? Could Earth and her nearest neighbors have been bombarded by meteorites at the same time? Dr. John Morris is a geologist and president of the Institute for Creation Research. He tells us that as far as the Earth is concerned, it's possible that objects from space did wreak havoc on the planet during the great Genesis flood. The Bible tells us that at the time of the flood, the entire world was covered with water. It was a truly a global catastrophe. But you get to wondering what caused it. It certainly was a breakup of the fountains of the great deep, it says in Genesis chapter 7, verse 11. But what caused that to happen? Could God just have created things such that the timing, he knew when it was going to happen, and he, he set in motion some events that would lead to the breakup of the fountains of the great deep on that particular day? Or maybe this is a solar system triggered event. Could it be that the earth was bombarded by a comet or a meteorite that hit the earth and caused the earth's crust to crack and, and stuff inside to begin to squirt out? ICR geophysicist Dr. John Baumgartner is an expert in flood geology and plate tectonics. He says there is evidence in the rocks that numerous space objects pelted the Earth during the worldwide flood. As I try to put the puzzle together, my conclusion is that the catastrophe of Noah's flood affected not only the Earth, but certainly the solar system as well. I believe that is documented in the numerous impacts that we see in the geological record, in the part of the geological record containing fossils, fossils that were of animals that were buried during the flood catastrophe. There are dozens, if not hundreds, of craters in that part of the geological record. To me, it's very clear that there was an accelerated rate of impacts during the flood year. And since the time of the flood, the Earth has not been the target of catastrophic space impacts. Today, year after year goes by and we generally have a few minor little asteroids, small meteorites, impact the Earth, but none big enough to produce craters that are tens of miles wide. Yet, as we look in the geological record, we do see such structures within the part of the sediment record that contains evidences of living organisms so that that part of the record represents the geological change associated with the Genesis flood. So something was going on to cause very rapid impacts 
frequent impacts during the flood, probably on the order of several per day major impacts around the world. So this indicates a significant disturbance in the solar system, causing asteroids and perhaps some comets to uh, impact the Earth during the year of the flood. Dr. Morris agrees and says it's interesting that planets and satellites that are near the Earth also show signs of a catastrophic past. You start looking at the nearby neighbors of planet Earth and you just see, well, the moon is just pockmarked with craters. It's been bombarded by huge meteorites or asteroids perhaps blasting into the moon. And, and of course, Mars is that way too. There's these huge craters on Mars and Venus, our next-door neighbors, and Mercury. These are all the rocky planets. They have these what they call astroblims. The, the blemishes have actually caused by asteroid impact. Not only maybe this instituted the flood, this triggered it, but even during the flood, it contributed to the horror of the flood. So could it be that other planets around Earth were also subject to the fierce shelling from space during Noah's flood? Dr. Baumgartner thinks so. Yes, I believe there's clear evidence that there were impacts during the same time the Earth was being impacted, that there were impacts on these other bodies. Probably the best, the clearest case is for Venus. The Magellan mission to Venus during the early 1990s for the first time was able to provide images, detailed images of the surface of Venus. It was a major surprise. What was found was that Venus had been entirely resurfaced in the recent past. Much of the surface had been flooded with basaltic lava, leaving the surface flat, obliterating all previous craters. And yet, there were some very fresh features on Venus. There were about a thousand craters, moderately large, typically 15 to 20 to 30 kilometers in diameter. So these impacts, roughly a thousand across the surface of Venus, would almost certainly have occurred at the same time the flood was taking place on the Earth. So I believe we have that correlation. Dr. Jonathan Henry is chairman of the Science Division at Clearwater Christian College in Clearwater, Florida. He points out that Earth and her neighbors all had a time in history when they endured severe catastrophic processes. For example, there are many uh, volcanoes on Venus that are extinct, no longer active. There are some huge volcanic formations on Mars, and those are no longer active, they're extinct. And so all of this is relatively new, historically speaking. It wasn't known prior to the last third of the 1900s. And so the history that's been emerging for the solar system is, is a history that's much like the Earth's history. The Earth's history, geologically, has often been characterized by times of relative equanimity and only the regular but not extraordinary geologic occurrences. And then, of course, we know that the Earth's history has been punctuated by the flood, which was extremely catastrophic. And the solar system history seems to be somewhat similar, that now the solar system is relatively tranquil, but there obviously was a time in the past when that was not the case. We've all heard how different planets and satellites in our solar system have been affected by catastrophic events in the past and may have been renovated all at the same time during the global flood on Earth. But could there have been another time in the history of the solar system when these planets took on their unique form? 
Dr. Danny Faulkner is professor of astronomy at the University of South Carolina, Lancaster. He says another time of tremendous activity and energy in the solar system was during the creation week, and what we see on other planets today may have been formed in the beginning. My idea is that most of the craters in the solar system and other bodies in the solar system happened at the time they were assembled. The Earth wouldn't have because it was already formed before the fourth day, and you had plants in the third day, and you couldn't have it impacting on it, else you would have destroyed those plants in the process. Then at the time of the flood, some impacting bodies were sent towards the Earth, and as they did, they uh, struck the Earth to help precipitate the flood. And in, we would say in military terms, the moon was collateral damage. It was hit as being a close target to the Earth. And then since then, you've had very little cratering. Dr. Faulkner also says that the shaping of the other planets and their geologic history should serve as reminders to us that God can do anything, anywhere. We see on Mars evidence of a global or near-global flood. We see evidence on Venus of rapid and short-lived plate motion. Even secular scientists are arguing for these two things. And I think that Mars and Venus are examples to us. The Lord's saying, look at Mars... I did a global or near-global flood there, but you don't think it could happen on the Earth. On Venus, I did rapid plate motion, but you don't think it could happen on the Earth. I'm just showing you that I did them both on the Earth at the time. So I do believe a catastrophe did befall, if you will, a catastrophe, an upheaval, occurred on Mars and on Venus, but I don't know when. But if the moon and planets were formed the way we see them today, with little change over the years, why do they have craters and the appearance of catastrophe? Well, Dr. Baumgartner says that what we may consider altered, God may consider perfect. I would say if we look at the various bodies in the solar system, each one is unique. Each one has its own special features. And, uh, you know, we might think that perfect is smooth and unstructured, but uh, God may not look at it that way. It's hard for me to say. But my conclusion, trying to put all these things together, is that God used process to form these other planets, and they are not perfectly smooth without any mountains, without any craters or structure. They do have this structure, and apparently that was part of his design. Dr. Faulkner. I don't believe craters are signs of judgment at all. I think it can be, particularly when you're trying to destroy life as an intended target. But a crater itself, just as a crater. And craters themselves can be quite beautiful. I've been to the Arizona Meteor Crater a couple of times, flown over it a couple of times, and, and it's beautiful. You look at Grand Canyon, it's beautiful. You realize, of course, it's a testament to God's judgment. And it works both ways here. And I just don't think a crater necessarily has to be judgment. Although we may not know all the details of what happened in the past on other planets or at what time it happened, we do know from the Word of God that our earth was destroyed during Noah's flood because of the wickedness of man. But even though our world was judged because of sin, there is still so much beauty to behold. As Dr. Henry tells us, the earth is a testimony to the Creator, and the evidence of the flood reminds us of our need for a Savior. We see a creation that in many respects is so beautiful. We see the sky, we see at night the, the moon in the sky, the stars, and in many respects the creation is so beautiful to us and it just strikes us with awe and wonder. 
But at the same time, we see these parts of the creation that just don't seem to fit. We see on the earth all the jagged formations, which in a way are really beautiful, but they speak of erosion and destruction in the past. And and we see these features of the planets that that speak of violence in the past, violent volcanic eruptions or other catastrophes. And even on Earth, we see predation, death, destruction. And really, God is calling us back to himself. and He's calling us to say, we have a problem with sin. The Earth has a problem with sin that man brought into the Earth by disobedience to God in the Garden of Eden. And we need to come back to God as Redeemer. We need to realize that each one of us has a sin problem and that we desperately need God's own redemption to be saved from our sins. We need to accept Christ as Redeemer. As our program comes to a close, we hope that you've been encouraged. It's our desire at ICR to show that the Bible can be trusted, both historically and scientifically, and to give facts that will build your faith. As Christians, we need to understand the scientific basis for our beliefs. We pray that this program will aid you in your discovery of science and the Bible. You know, most people aren't aware that today there are thousands of scientists that are convinced of the truth of biblical creation and not evolution. Our non-denominational ministry aims to restore and strengthen the Genesis foundations of the Christian faith. If you've enjoyed today's edition of Science, Scripture, and Salvation, a Creation Radio Journal, why not visit us on the web to find out more about the work of ICR. The address is www.icr.org. Again, www.icr.org. Science, Scripture, and Salvation, a Creation Radio Journal, is a production of ICR. For the Institute for Creation Research, I'm Chris O'Brien. Thanks for tuning in.